We are live inside uh, the uh, 91.3 WVUD on the other side of the um, second hour uh, from that music. If you were listening, then you would know that it is time for the uh, 2022 uh, Blue Hen Sports Cage mock draft. It is going to be pretty simple uh, how we have done it uh, last year. There's going to be 60 seconds or whatever. Each uh, person has been given uh, multiple teams, either five or six teams. Uh, you have 60 seconds per uh, pick, um, and there w- hopefully are trades. Trades are allowed. Hopefully, maybe someone has some trades going uh, down or wherever. I'm going to um, track everything, and then we'll post uh, on all of our social media what our picks are and go from there. Hopefully, people that are listening can also share their picks, um, if Eagle fans or anything like that. The order was randomized. I used some generator on the internet, so that's how the picks were. And, I mean, let's just get started with the number one pick uh, in the NFL in the 2022 draft. Uh, The first pick is from Jacksonville Jaguars, and Eric, that is you. All right, let's do it. Jacksonville Jaguars, they need talent, and they need talent bad. And I don't think there's any other player that immediately can plug into this Jacksonville Jaguars lineup and produce wins for them other than defensive end from the University of Michigan, Aiden Hutchinson. There we go. Aiden Hutchinson, a nice pick. Uh, He's probably going to be the number one, uh, guaranteed number one out there. Uh, And let's just, we'll just keep going. Uh, Detroit Lions, Pat, and the second pick. <laughs> they need a quarterback. They need it bad. And Detroit Lions, you don't trust them at all. At number two, they take out a Liberty University. Malik Willis, the quarterback for Liberty. I think they see the talent there. Don't know if that's the right pick, but they're reaching because they don't want to pick Jared Goff nonsense anymore. Trying to build around Goff. They got DJ Chark, so give me. Malik Willis at two. Really, you're not going Kenny. You so one. I'm pretty shot QB. Um, just because you got Jared Goff, but hey, man, it's, it's, he's a he's a very expensive stopgap. He's a very expensive bridge quarterback. That's all I gotta say. So so, but you know, Malik Willis, you never know. Maybe he's like Lamar Jackson esque. We all know my thoughts here on Lamar Jackson, but hopefully not. But still, they need a quarterback, and that is a guy they think they they can get a lot of production out of, especially with Hutchinson gone, the native. Of Michigan. There we go. The third pick in the draft, we got the Houston Texans. Dan, you're up with the Texans. They need a lot, too. Texans had plenty of needs, but we in the Houston War Room are jumping for joy that the Lions reached to the moon for Malik Willis because now we in Houston have a bevy of options. Uh, we're going to go ahead and select with the third pick in this WVUD mock draft. We're going to take Ikeem Ekwonu, the offensive tackle from NC State. He's been mocked as the top pick by Jacksonville in some mock drafts. Uh, regardless of da- if Davis Mills is the answer at quarterback for us as the Texans or not, we need a cornerstone lineman. We're passing up on some great pass rushers in uh, Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon, as well as Trayvon Walker from Georgia. It was tempting to take either of those players, but it's so key to take care of your, your, your own front before you worry about uh, things like that. And so we, we like what the uh, NC State product can do. Who are they even taking care of? Who's the QB right now? For well, regardless of who it is, you want to give Davis Mills a fair Davis chance. Mills. Davis Mills. Give him a fair <laughs> chance. We're not going to reach for a quarterback like this. <laughs> General Mills right there. No, Pat is being, now, Pat is being predictive. He expects Detroit to reach, and they very well could. But as far as I'm, I'm going to predict that Houston will be the beneficiary of that. There you go. On the PFF uh, draft simulator where I'm tracking, they say what needs are for every team. 
for the Texans, they have needs every position. So that's, oh boy! So you're you're in for a fun time right now with the fourth pick in the 2022 draft. Connor, the New York Jets will be selecting. I think they're going somewhere on defense for sure in this draft. I know cornerbacks really appealing to them when you have Ahmad Gardner up there, but I think they'll take Kayvon Thibodeau if he falls to number four. Makes the most sense. Probably the highest potential of any player left. And probably the highest talent of anyone in this draft aside from Hutchinson. So I think the Jets are happy that Thibodeau falls to four for them. There you go. Uh, great steal for the Jets uh, right there. And now with the Giants, I have that pick. They need a lot. They really, though, need to protect Daniel Jones. They need to protect Saquon Barkley and get some run game going. So it's for the second year in the row, the Giants are going to take an offensive lineman. They are going to take Evan Neal, the tackle out of Alabama, uh, I mean, you just you get any any player from Alabama, you know he's going to be uh, very uh, great, and you just need some protection for Daniel Jones. You have Andrew Thomas on the other side, uh, but you want to get both sides protected um, because it's all about that. So Evan Neal with the fifth pick for the Giants. And now with the sixth pick, we go back to Eric Carolina Panthers. They need a lot as well. Yeah, they do need a lot, and that Evan Neal, I was really hoping that uh, Evan Neal was going to fall to us there at number six, but just looking around, the Panthers do need a lot, uh, mostly on the uh, offensive and defensive line. Sucks that I'm missing out at Neal there on that pick, but there's a great player here still left on the board that a lot of people have penciled in as a perhaps number one overall pick, despite not being maybe one of their number one needs I think Trayvon Walker is too good of a talent here for Carolina to pass up. They need to build this defense, so Walker is going to be the pick out of Georgia. There we go, the edge rusher out of Georgia. And now back to the Giants. They have their their first-round pick, uh, seventh pick from the Chicago, and that goes uh, to Pat. Pat, you got the Giants pick. So Gideon goes with offense, so obviously you can't go Charles Cross or anyone. Don't need to go there. I think you look defensively. I mean, the names on the board, Edge Rusher with Trayvon Walker off the board. You look at a Jermaine Johnson, maybe you go there. I think, though, you want to look into the secondary, especially with James Bradbury's uncertainty. I think it's between Kyle Hamilton and Ahmad Gardner. But you go to the cornerback position and get the guy out of Cincinnati, Sauce Gardner. His length should be useful for that Giants defense. They could use some help in the secondary. Oh, there we go. Did you have uh, Neil on, on your list as well? Offensive. I was right. waiting for it. If he fell right. that far, I would have easily picked Evan Neal at seven. But but still a good, I'd say two good additions if the Giants went both of those routes. Yeah, there are multiple teams in this draft that have multiple first-round draft picks, so it's going to be interesting because I don't think anyone has both of those teams. Uh, so it's going to be interesting how everyone is picking. Now with the eighth pick, uh, the Atlanta Falcons are on the clock, and that would be... Connor right there. Yeah, I think they have a lot of ways to go here. Most people will probably project them to have receiver, but with Pat letting Hamilton slide, I think the Falcons will take Hamilton. They could use help in the secondary. I think Terrell needs some help back there. Um, They could also look at a second corner to go opposite him, but if Kyle Hamilton falls to eight, I think they like his range, his flexibility. Um, But I wouldn't be surprised if they go receiver, but I think deep enough you can wait until the later rounds. They're not really a contender either way. So I think they'll take Hamilton, who's probably the best talent left. There we go. And now with the ninth pick, I'm just trying to remember everything. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, they also need 
Uh, I think they're going to try to boost up their defense as well and get it back to what they ha- used to have uh, in the mid-2000s, in the late 2010s. Uh, I will be going with the Seattle Seahawks, uh, taking an edge rusher from Florida State, Jermaine uh, Johnson. He will be uh, the pick for Seattle. I now have to find him in the Jermaine Johnson, Florida State. With the ninth pick. And now to round out the top 10, uh, the New York Jets with the 10th pick. Yeah. yeah, so controlling the New York Jets here, they have a nice solid foundation at quarterback and they have some really solid offensive weapons as well. But what they are lacking really is that offensive line there to protect Zach Wilson. Every quarterback needs a strong offensive line to give him plenty of time to mobilize out of the pocket. And there's a perfect player sitting right here for me from Mississippi State. The offensive tackle, Charles Cross, is going to go to the New York Jets here. Charles Cross. All right, and that really that ends the uh, top ten. We're going to step aside, take a quick break, uh, and on the other half, we will have the next ten picks uh, going on. You're listening to the, Blue, the WVUD's 2022 mock draft on 91.3 WVUD. Back inside the studio, you're listening to our mock draft. And uh, before we go anywhere, uh, and before we round out the top or uh, go through the top 10 one more time, we do have a trade alert. The Houston Texans, who have the 13th pick, have elected to trade their pick to the Steelers, uh, who right now have that 20th pick for a third uh, round this year, as well as a second round next year. Uh, So that is what. The first trade of the 2022 NFL mock draft. Um, that will be interesting to see what exactly uh, Eric will be doing with that pick. But let's re- just go through that uh, 1 through 10 one more time. Uh, you had the Jaguars taking Hutchinson at 1. The Lions taking, going with the QB, the spicy pick right here with Malik Willis. Uh, you have the Texans taking Akeem Ikwanu, um at 3. The Jets with uh, Thibodeau at 4. Uh, Giants have uh, Neal at five. Uh, the Panthers get Trayvon Walker, the edge rusher, at six. The Giants again at seven take Ahmad Gardner. The Atlanta takes Kyle Hamilton at eight. Seattle takes Jermaine Johnson, the second, at nine. And then at ten, Charles Cross, the tackle uh, out of Mississippi State, will be going to the Jets at the tenth pick. So pretty standard I feel like of what's going to be it's going to be a lot of defense and a lot of offensive linemen in this first uh 10 picks and let's go on to the 11th pick uh that would be the Washington Commanders their first pick under the new name uh and they are on the clock right now so you can go a couple options here I think with the talent on the lines off the board you really don't got them a lot to protect Carson Wentz there that you could go reach at this high there's a couple names at wide receiver in particular, Garrett Wilson Jr. and Drake London. Ohio State product is Wilson. London, the USC product. Derek Stingley also intriguing there to go on that defensive side. I think you want to get another weapon for Carson Wentz, and I've seen the inability of Carson Wentz to throw to jump ball wide receivers, and that's what Drake London is really touted as being. So give me the all-around guy who I can think make a really good difference alongside a former OSU brethren, brethren, brotherlin. that's not a word, but... OSU member, alma mater, teammates in Terry McLaurin. Give me Garrett Wilson going 11 to Washington. 
Garrett Wilson, there we go. Hopefully that will help Carson Wentz. Uh, but he needs a lot more than that. Uh, the 12th pick, you have the Minnesota Vikings. They are right now on the clock. All right, so Minnesota allowed the third most yards in the NFL last season, which it could, it, you know, leads a defense-minded approach here to just pick just outside the top 10. And I think big picture, when I think of the Minnesota, the Vikings, I do think of Kirk Cousins not necessarily being locked in indefinitely, but it'd be too much of a reach to take a quarterback here. The class isn't strong enough, and the Vikings can do better helping his de- their defense and maybe think about a quarterback on day two or three. So I do think the Vikings are going to go ahead and appreciate that Derek Stingley is out there as a DB. The Vikings solidified their front seven. Uh, Darius Smith and Daniel Hunter will be in there. So we're going to go ahead as Vikings and take with the 12th overall pick, Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback, LSU. He's already wearing purple and yellow, so let's just bring him to Minnesota and keep him in that color scheme. Uh, Justin Jefferson, a former LSU Tiger, is doing big things with the Vikings, so we see Stingley as being another, another addition in that, in that regard. Got to make him comfortable. And there we go. And now with the 13th pick, we have the Steelers. Uh, just again, the Steelers, just to remind everyone, the Steelers traded up with the Houston Texans uh, from 20 to 13 uh, for also a third round and uh, for a second round next year. Yeah, so the reason why I thought I wanted to do this is because the Steelers haven't been a big move type of team at, at during Ben Roethlisberger's tenure, but there's no more Ben Roethlisberger. They're bringing in a new regime here, and uh, shout-out to my roommate Josh, who absolutely despises the man that the Steelers signed in the offseason, Mitch Trubisky, and what better way for the Steelers to start this new attempt at becoming another NFL dynasty and extending their name as an NFL franchise. They're going to take the hometown kid from Pittsburgh, the quarterback, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. There we go. The Steelers definitely need that. Uh, They need that QB going. Um, So it'll be interesting. He was the number one QB, right, that everyone is thinking is going to get off the board first. Either him or Malik Willis. We'll see how those two guys go, but they should. They'll both probably get picked somewhere. Uh, definitely all both of them before pick twenty. I'm thinking. There we go. Uh, it will be interesting to see a very very bad uh, QB draft class, uh, which is rough for the Giants as well. Uh, now with the 14th pick, uh, the Ravens who need. They need a bunch of defense, but also need a wide receivers. I was thinking about going wide receiver here to help uh, Lamar Jackson out a little bit, but I think I'm going to go with the edge with the man out of Purdue, uh, George Carlofitis. Sorry if I mispronounced that or anything, but uh, the edge rusher out of Purdue just to get some more uh, strong defense on that Ravens side. Now, Eagles with the the 15th pick, uh, they got this pick from the Dolphins. Who we who we got with the Eagles now? That would be me right here. So, um, yeah, this is my pick. Yes, correct. Uh, so the Eagles, um, bit of, uh, of of an upstarting team here that needs talent, especially on the perimeter, at corner, and at wide receiver. Uh, however, I just don't think at this current spot that they have an edge uh, an edge rusher or a corner that they particularly like. And there's two really enticing wide receivers here. Um, it's I'm torn between James Williams and Drake London, uh, but I think I think what I'm going to do here is I think the Eagles are going to take Jameson Williams here, uh, just because I believe his skill set overall fits more 
of what the Eagles are trying to do as opposed to having Drake London be that tall uh, jump ball kind of receiver. Uh, Jameson Wilson uh, having that injury in the championship game, uh, so that's definitely going to be interesting to see how he will be able to uh, come back from that. As Eagles fans, would, are you guys all happy with with that, just getting some more help uh, for Jalen Hurts out there. Right pick, Eric, because Drake London, I just don't I don't see it with the jump ball wide receivers. I think it's a different league. You want guys that can stretch the field, and I think Williams showed that. Um, obviously, the injury is a big question mark there, uh, but you know what you saw out of him prior to that, he would have been probably a top 10 pick, I would say, in this draft. He did not injure his ACL, um, so I, I would like that pick. Pair him up with another Alabama player and former teammate, in Devontae Smith, I like that combination for Jalen Hurts. There we go. At number, we're at number 16, the New Orleans Saints. Again, the pick from the Indianapolis Colts. They are on the clock right now. So you're looking at what this team needs. I mean, they could use another wide receiver possibly. You don't know what's up with Michael Thomas. Granted, you could also probably use a quarterback if you think about it because I don't think Jameis Winston is your long-term solution there. But if you want to go Winston as a stop-year guy and not even worry about a young quarterback developing that quarterback, you can maybe go along the offensive line as well. Some names there, Drake London, Trevor Penning, Desmond Ritter of Cincinnati. But I think if you're the Saints, you want to look here. You have another pick and a couple picks. You go solid and a guy along the offensive line, the offensive tackle out of Northern Ira, Trevor Penning there, able to solidify that offensive line for that Saints squad. There we go. They will begin another pick uh, at pick 19. But before that, pick number 17, uh, the Chargers are on the clock right now. So I mentioned, I called out Pat earlier in the broadcast because I had a pick right behind Pat earlier. And I, and I said Houston was celebrating that Pat took Malik Willis for the, uh, for the Lions. But the Chargers war room is in fits that Trevor Penning was picked right before L.A. could get on the clock because off the tackle is a top need for L.A. They do have Rayshon Slater, who's just a home run of a pick from a first round last year, but they need a, a, a partner in crime for Slater, and a pending would have been an ideal choice. So now the Chargers have to p- pivot because the philosophy in terms of priority has to change just based on the value available on the board. Wide receiver could be interesting for the Chargers. They do have money committed to Mike Williams, uh, but when you have Justin Herbert, you want to maximize his chance to distribute the ball to weapons uh, Drake London is a California kid at USC. He'd be right at home if the Chargers were to take him. Chris Olave is a little bit more of a flashy name from Ohio State. So it really comes down to those options, given that the perfect pick pending is already off the board. We will go with, unfortunately, not the hometown pick. We will take Chris Olave from Ohio State. Going to go with a school that has produced Ohio wide receivers at a, at a, at a great clip, very reliably. Uh, it, it, it would be popular to go with a, a local guy in Drake London, but Olave should pair nicely with Mike Williams and help offer some firepower. And we're now in a division as the Chargers with Russell Wilson in Denver and Patrick Mahomes is still there in Kansas City. Olave should help bolster the bolts. There we go. And with the uh, 18th pick, you have the Eagles' second um, draft pick uh, from the Saints. They are on the clock. Yeah, given that they already took Jameson Williams, I think you have to look defense here. There's some holes at linebacker. D-line's pretty short up for now, at least, until um, Cox retires. And the biggest hole is who's going to play cornerback opposite Darius Slay. And Trent McDuffie's still on the board. He's a smaller corner. Uh, I don't think quite in the range of Sauce Gardner or Derek Stingley, but a smaller corner that has played well at Washington and has good film on tape. So the Eagles will take him, try to get a starting corner opposite Slay, 
or else the secondary could be in some trouble. All right, and then with that, uh, we have now with the 19th pick, New Orleans Saints. That's my pick. Uh, they went offensive tackle the first time, so I think now they need help on their defensive side. I was thinking also wide receiver, but my man Olave was taking a couple of uh, picks right before that. Uh, so I'm going to be going uh, on the defensive side, on a defensive tackle, and that is going to be uh, Devontae Wyatt from Georgia, having a very strong uh, senior bowl. Uh, he had career high. He had pressures in 12 of 14 games. So this is someone who's definitely going to have a huge uh, and quick impact on the Saints team. And now the uh, last pick before we take another break to round off the la- uh, the. Last 10, pick number 20, uh, the Steelers have that pick. Yeah, the Texans get it from the Steelers um, after the trade. So now the Texans haven't uh, shored up their offensive line with the Conwu. They they need talent on defense. They just need talent everywhere. Um, I think Jordan Davis is a good fit for them. He can play nose tackle in any scheme on defense. They really haven't had anyone on that line. Uh, inside since Vince Wilfork. I think Jordan Davis is probably one of the best players available. Um, Wyatt was just taken, and then Nicobe Dean. Those three Bulldogs, I think, are really solid picks in the back end of the first round, and I think Jordan Davis will go to uh, the Texans as a, stop, a run stopper inside for them. There we go. That's the end of our um, second kind of uh, round of round one. Uh, we're going to step aside, take a quick break, and on the other side we'll have Picks 21 to 32. You're listening to Blue Hen Sports Cage on 91.3 WVUD. Back inside the studio uh, for this uh, Blue Hen Sports Cage mock draft. We just did picks 11 through 20. Uh, we had Garrett Wilson going at 11 to the Commanders. Derek Stingle, Stingley Jr. going to the Vikings. Uh, the t- the Steelers trading up to the 13th pick and getting probably who's going to be their starting QB uh, in Kenny Pickett. Um, and then you have uh, George Karloftis um, getting picked by the Ravens at number 14. Jamison Williams uh, going to another Alabama um, player going to join the Alabama team with the Eagles uh, with Jalen Hurts out there. Trevor Penning going to the Saints at 16. Chris Olave at 17 to the Chargers. Uh, and then uh, Trent McDuffie uh, to number at 18 to the Eagles. Devontae Wyatt at 19 to the Saints. And then Jordan Davis uh, at number 20 to the Texans. And now with the 21st pick, you we have the New England Patriots are on the clock. You know, with this team, obviously they share up the quarterback position last year with Mac Jones. The question is, do you want to get some more talent on the outside, or do you look at the defensive side where Bill Belichick loves to build very competitive defenses? I think you're either looking linebacker or receiver right here. Drake London is appealing, but I think right now you have to go on the defensive side. Bill Belichick likes that. It's between Devin Lloyd and Kobe Dean, but give me a guy who's been projected earlier on in the draft process, a little bit high was Devin Lloyd. kind of fallen back a little bit, but I think Bill Belichick goes with Lloyd there, the linebacker out of Utah. There we go. And then with the 20, and now Packers are on the clock with the 22nd uh, pick. Here we, go. Here we are, the Green Bay Packers, just historically allergic to taking a wide receiver but it conti- in the first round, but it continues to be a glaring, well, it's especially a glaring need 
post Devontae Adams after Adams was traded to Las Vegas. It just I personally love Christian Watson, the wide receiver from North Dakota State, but as a predictive mock draft, I can't predict the Packers to reach that far for Watson. Uh, Drake London is a receiver who came up in teams' considerations earlier in this draft and has slid this far. And the Packers, as they look to continue to keep Aaron Rodgers somewhat appeased, they'll go ahead and hold their nose and take Drake London, wide receiver from USC. The Packers are in a weaker conference than in the NFC. Certainly, it's more manageable to get through than the AFC these days. You don't necessarily need the same punch that the Chargers are looking for that I described in my prior pick of Alave, but if the Packers are serious about giving Tom Brady, coming back to the Bucks a run for their money, then Rodgers is going to need to have, have a bit of a pacifier at receiver, and, and that's what London could provide. Yeah, hopefully it will help uh, Rodgers out a little bit and maybe get him over that hump uh, in the playoffs. Now with uh, uh, at, with Arizona at the 23rd pick. Yeah, I could definitely see the Cardinals going uh, different, a lot of different ways here, mainly on defensive end, also could go for a tackle. Um, it, it's kind of rough with the defensive ends and how they ran off the board. I said the Cardinals go here for David Ojaba. He's hurt. Probably won't play much of the season, at least at the star. And he barely played in college aside from this past year. But when he did play, he was electric in his one se- full season that he played at Michigan. I think he's someone they really need considering their losses. Chandler Jones is gone. Jordan Hicks is gone. They have J.J. Watt. And that's about it in terms of who can get to the quarterback. So I think they go with Jabo, wait for his Achilles injury to heal up. He's probably one of the best talents left, but with his injury, falls a little bit into the 20s, could fall even even further, but I project Cardinals will go a job of here. All righty, and then with the 24th pick, uh, the Cowboys, that is my selection. They do need a wide receiver uh, a wide receiver as well, uh, losing Mari Cooper, but also their uh, defense, uh, their defensive line needs a little bit of help out there. They have some uh, solid linebackers uh, with uh, Mika Parsons, and I'm going to go with the defense interior um, with Logan Hall from Houston, who's just going to be able to get there. you got to get some more pressure, and uh, help. this defense has to start helping out this offense. We got now the Buffalo Bills with the 25th pick uh, of this draft. Yeah, so uh, the Bills, they have a lot of different options they could go. Um, they need help kind of at the key skill positions, corner, receiver, and running back as well. So it was I was kind of torn between a couple of players perhaps making a reach on a potential running back here. But I think what they should do is they should play it safe here and help out their best weapon, that being uh, Josh Allen. I think Jahan Dotson, uh, wide receiver from Penn State, is a very solid player here, especially at the wide receiver option. And uh, I think he'll be integrated in this offense well. So the Bills are going to take Jahan Dotson from Penn State here at this pick. Alrighty, and then with the 26th pick, the Tennessee Titans. You know, I think you're looking here. Um, the Titans are a team that are in an interesting spot. Obviously, Ryan Tannehill, that's the big question mark there at quarterback. I don't think you necessarily go quarterback, though, if you're Tennessee, unless you're fully in on the idea of kind of possibly blowing it up soon. I think they have one or think they have a year or two left to really compete in the AFC, and if you miss out on it, then you can go after a quarterback next year and hopefully a better class, arguably. So Desmond Ritter's intriguing there. Uh, so is Matt Corral, but not the case. I think you really, really want to try and help out your offensive line. Might not be the biggest need here for this squad, uh, but with Jahan Dotson gone, 
There's really no weapons to help you out off the board there. So give me from Iowa, Tyler Limbaugh, the interior offensive lineman. I was thinking you can use some offensive line help, and it should hopefully help Ryan Tannehill stay upright this year. And then with the 27th pick, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on the clock. Tampa Bay, it's been a roller coaster of an offseason. You, you you thought the biggest need all of a sudden was the heir to Tom Brady or the, the Tampa Bay version of heir to Tom Brady. We already have one out in New England, but that has all changed with Brady back in the fold. It's tough to see for the Bucs and interior offensive linemen go off the board in this mock to Tennessee because that is among the Bucs' top needs. Also, you think about safety. Wide receiver is a need in general for the Bucs, just partly due to injury, but there aren't any wide receivers who I think are worth it at number 27 for Tampa Bay, so you re- shift things back to safety. You have Daxon Hill from Michigan sitting there who was a five-star recruit entering Michigan. This is NFC. Again, I don't think it's going to take a lot. Like the Bucks can mostly run it back. They don't necessarily. They did bring a lot of their key pieces back in free agency in order to basically maintain their Super Bowl level team. But they will take Michigan safety Daxton Hill here. It's just it's just a value spot. It's not even a worry of necessarily best player available. Just a matter of the Bucks really are having an embarrassment of riches when it comes to. It's easy to bring the nucleus and get the band back together when Brady's coming back. So one more time, it was uh, Daxton Hill, Michigan Daxton safety. Hill, the cornerback. All right, from Michigan. And now with the 28th pick, uh, the Packers again have another pick. They went wide receiver uh, the first time. Do they go wide receiver again and just get as many weapons as they possibly can do to help Rodgers? They they could. Uh, they still have Amari Rodgers there who didn't play much, and they signed Sammy Watkins. So I don't think going two receivers makes much sense Um because they're not a perfect team. They still have some defensive places they could work with. I don't feel like N'Kobe Dean is a Packers-type pick, though. Um, I think a team's going to take a risk on him just because he's kind of a risky pick, I think. Uh, he's really versatile, but can he play every down in the NFL? I think that Packers go here to shore up their right tackle position. Um, either Kenyon Green or Bernard Raman. Green's more of a guard-slash-tackle. Raman played tackle mainly at Central Michigan, so they'll take Bernard Raman here with their second pick in the first round. Alrighty, and then with the 29th pick, the Chiefs get in their pick uh, from the 49ers. They have uh, actually back-to-back picks, so it's going to be interesting how that all goes out. They need wide receiver help, but they also do need defense. So I, I think with this pick, um, the cornerback who's still up there, uh, Andrew Booth Jr. from Clemson, I'm going to go with him being able to get this defense some more help in that secondary. So with the 29th pick, Andrew Booth Jr., and now with the 30th pick, again, Kansas City. Yeah, so uh, wide receiver, I mean, it, it has to be the pick here. And there's really the best wide receiver, I'd say, left here currently on the board, which is what I think the Chiefs should be going for, is going to be Traylon Burks, the receiver from Arkansas. All right. And then with the second to last pick, the 31st pick, <laughs> never thought I would see them this far down. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock. You know, you look at this pick, I mean, their offense uh, obviously played very well. Obviously, the offensive line was a big issue with the Bengals O-line, but they go out in free agency, they get a bunch of big names, they really spend money, something that a lot of people didn't really know if they would do that or not, um, since the Bengals have historically not been the most likely team to spend a lot of money. So they've shored up the offensive line. I would look to a, a Booth Jr. out of Clemson there to help some of that cornerback spot. Maybe the safety spot as well for the squad. Maybe a Lewis uh, 
Sign, I believe is how you pronounce his name. But with this squad, I think they could use as much interior line help as you can get possible. And I will go with Kenyon Green here for the Cincinnati Bengals, the offensive lineman out of Texas A&M. All right. And then with the last pick uh, in the um, 2022, sorry, 2022 uh, NFL draft, you have the Lions um, and this is the 32 second pick. The Lions have the quarterback of the future, Malik Willis. He's already in his baby blue lion suit and tie. I'm sure he's, a lot of excitement in Detroit about that, but now we're looking to fill one one additional need here to close out the first round. It certainly edge is still a present in the Detroit's minds. They passed up on big talents there to take Willis at two, but in this spot there just are less fewer sensible picks at edge. So maybe you turn more to safety. Pat mentioned the Georgia safety Louis Cine. I think you have to complete the Georgia run on. I mean the Bulldogs have a ton of first round talent on defense, and it's a reliable defense to be drafting from. Uh, there's a nice linebacker, Nakobe Dean, from Georgia as well. Kawhi Walker is ranked similarly, also a Georgia linebacker. But with all that, the Lions will go ahead in an era that values pass defense more than ever with the way the league passes. They'll take Cine, the DB, from Georgia to close out the first round. All right, Louis Cine uh, getting that uh, last pick uh, for the uh, Detroit Lions. And that is their 2022 NFL draft uh, just going down from – 21 to 32, you had uh, Devin Lloyd uh, to the Patriots at 21, Drake London to 22 uh, to the Packers, then uh, David Ojabu to 23 at 23 to the Cardinals, Logan Hall uh, to the Cowboys, Jahome Dotson, the wide receiver to the uh, Bills, you have Tyler Linderbaum, the center to uh, the Titans. Daxton Hill at 27 to the Bucks, the cornerback out of Michigan. You have Bernard Raymond, the tackle out of Central Michigan, going to the Packers at 28. At 29, you have Andrew Booth Jr., uh, the cornerback out of Clemson, to the Chiefs. And then the Chiefs also select at 30, Traylon Burks, uh, the wide receiver. Kenyon Green goes at 31 to the Bengals. And then to round it out at 32, the Detroit Lions from the L.A. Rams takes Lewis uh, CNI, uh, the safety out of Georgia. That rounds it out. We will be sure to post um, our draft on um, all social media as well. We're going to step aside, take a quick break, and then on the other side, we will be talking some MLB and then rounding out the show. You're listening to Blue Hen Sports Cage on 91.3 WVUD.